As uh, Grant has said this morning, we're looking at encouraging and building one another up. But what does encouraging mean? I've got a few pictures that are going to appear on the screen uh, just now. Have a look at them and uh, tell me, what do they all have in common? What do these pictures have in common? Here's the first one. Comes another one. You might need a bit of help here. We'll let the younger ones answer first. If they uh, don't know, then we'll move it up to the older ones. Here's some of you enjoyed a bit of 80s music. And finally, this one. Right, what do they all have in common? Any of the younger guys first want to... uh, Anybody in the balcony shout out? Go for it, Jaden. An ambulance is what you can see in the first picture. That's not what they have in common, though. Good. Okay, some of the older guys. John Lilly. Para, very good. Para. First picture we've got up there. It's a paramedic. This is a sign for a paragraph. Parallel lines, if you know that. Okay, you need to know Blondie music for that. But, but there are the like parallel lines there. And the Paralympics. But what does para mean? Anybody know, knows what para means? We use it a lot, don't we, para? But what does it mean? What does, the, what does it go back to, the Greek word? Anybody know? Alongside, exactly. It means alongside. So all these things are paramedic. Somebody works alongside a doctor. A paragraph are some bits of writing alongside each other. Parallel lines are obviously lines alongside each other. And um, Paralympics, um, it's an Olympics which is alongside the main Olympics. So para means alongside. And the word for um, encouragement from the Bible is actually parakaleo, which means to call alongside. So to encourage somebody is to come alongside them and help them with their particular need. Now, I've got a few um, things coming up here, another little sort of quiz for you. What I've got is because the great person who encouraged us was Jesus, wasn't he? Jesus came down from heaven, as we saw last week. He humbled himself, gave up his, his throne, his majesty. He came alongside humankind, and he came alongside individuals who were needy, who needed his help and encouragement. So what we've got coming up on the screen is some words which Jesus said to encourage people. What I want you to do is think, who did Jesus say those words to? And what was the situation? Confer with your neighbor. But um, here we go. First one, take heart, son, your sins are forgiven. Any of the younger guys remember this story from the Bible? Um, I'll give you a bit more of a clue. He went on to say, take up your mat and walk. Do you, anybody know? Younger guys, remember the story you've done? Take heart, your sins are forgiven. Take up your mat and walk. Oops, where's the... Uh, I think you've got it, haven't you, eyes? I can hear you whispering. What was it? Was it the paralyzed man? The paralyzed man, exactly. Here we are, the paralyzed man. That's what he said to him. Take, he addressed his real need, didn't he? His need, sins needed forgiving, as well as the fact that he needed to, to be made well again and walk. Next one. Take heart, daughter, your faith 
has healed you. What story could that be? Obviously a healing. Who was healed in this story? You guys at the top there want to shout out? Okay, older ones. Sorry? Exactly. The woman who touched the hem of Jesus' uh, cloak, uh, who was bleeding for 12 years. Um, Take heart, daughter, your faith has healed you. Next one. Take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. He said, don't be afraid to a lot of people, Jesus, but what about this particular situation? Obviously, he suddenly appears somewhere. So where could he have suddenly appeared? Anybody know that one? Sorry? Walking on the water. Here we are, Jesus walking on the water. Don't be afraid, as the disciples saw Jesus. How could he possibly be walking on the water? I'm the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live, even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Who did he say that to? What was the situation? Sorry? Not the Samaritan woman, no. Sorry? Martha, it's Martha, yeah. After the death of Lazarus, he assured her that the dead will rise, and he was just about to bring Lazarus back from the dead, wasn't he? Woman, why are you crying? Woman, why are you crying? You girls know that one? Yes? Okay, for Is it, it so. the one where Jesus was by the grave and the woman thought he was a gardener? Yes, exactly. Yeah, when Jesus came back to life, Mary Magdalene was there and Jesus said, woman, why are you crying? Then he explained to her who he was, didn't he? And then finally, put your finger here, see my hands. What was his name? Anybody want to shout out? Thomas, yes, Thomas, who didn't believe that it was really Jesus. Put your finger here, see my hands. Now, you might be thinking after all that, well, it's great that Jesus came alongside people, but then he went back to heaven, didn't he? So what happens now? Has he deserted us? Well, no, because this is what Jesus said. He said, I will ask the Father... And he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you, my great forever, the spirit of truth. And he goes on to say, the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Now, that word advocate is translated as helper, it's comforter, but it's the same word, actually, it means encourager. The Holy Spirit is the great encourager. He comes alongside us today, doesn't he? He comes and lives, if we're Christians, in us and helps us with all our daily problems. So that is great news, that we're not alone. We have Jesus coming alongside people and we have the Holy Spirit coming alongside us today. So that helps us understand what is encouragement about. It's coming alongside, it's helping people and encouraging. We'll see how we do that a bit later on. Let's pray and thank God for that now, shall we? Father God, we thank you that um, you are the great encourager. We thank you that Jesus came down to this earth. He gave up his glory, his majesty to come alongside us, to come alongside people in need. 
and he came and helped them with their problems. And we thank you that when he ascended to be with you, after he was raised from the dead, that you sent the Spirit to be our great encourager, to come alongside us and walk with us. We thank you for him. In Jesus' name. Amen. It's so nice to stand here and just to see everybody singing and worshipping God. I think I need to come and stand up here. It's quite, it's quite amazing, actually. Get to do that together. Olivia? Olivia, can you come help me for a second, please? Can you come help me for a second, please? You want to come here? Should I come to you? Oh, hello, Mum. Can you wear this helmet for me? Oh, you want those? I tell you what, you can wear the helmet, and then when we're done, you can grab one of those. Okay? There we go. Can you wear that for us? Oh, no! (laughs) Oh, Mommy's brave. There we go. Chase Face, can you come wear the helmet for us, please? Sadie? Oh, yes, come here. Give me a high five. Well done. Can you wear that? Come stand over here. Show everybody that nice big smile. There we go. Give her a round of applause. Sadie, can you, you want to go sit down and you can keep wearing the helmet for us, please? Okay. And Sadie can come help me in a moment again. And Neil was telling us that to encourage somebody, we need to come alongside them. But who is it that needs encouraging? And who is it that should do the encouraging? Um, the answer is really simple, actually. It's all of us. We all need to be encouragers. We all need to build the people up around us. And there are times when we all need to be encouraged as well. Knowing it is easy, but actually doing it sometimes is really, really hard. Let me ask you a question. I've given a clue away with Sadie over there. Who is one of the world's most famous builders? Sorry? Your dad. <laughs> well done. Well done. There's a famous builder. I think is he, in, is he in Thailand at the moment whose building collapsed in the earthquake? All other buildings are fine, excepting his building. Uh, so he's not very popular at the moment. But Bob the Builder is one of the most famous builders around. And Bob builds things. He makes things. Now, does Bob just use his hands when he's building things? Does he just use his hands? Oh, look, there's a nail. I need to knock that nail in. Does he do that? Or if he's got to make something flat, got to make the road, the, the, the place flat so he can pave the road, does he walk with his hands, making it flat like that with his hands? No. No, he uses stuff to help him, doesn't he? So I need some of you guys to come and help me. Chase, can you come hold this for me, please? Oh, come on. You said you'd help me. No. Okay, Isabel, you can come hold this for me. Ooh, let's see what this is. Can I give you a power tool? You think your dad would like it if I give you a power tool? Let's see if it's working. Not much of a power tool, is it? (laughs) Oh, you want to hold that? Okay. Isabel, do you know what that is? You don't know what it is. Uh, James, do you know what that is? Let's see. Tell us again. Drill. Well, you can use that as a drill. That's actually something else. I use it as a drill sometimes when I'm cheating. But it's actually something else. What has it got on the front over here? So what do you think that is? 
Um, a screwdriver. There we go. It's an electric screwdriver. Well done. This is really nice to use when you're having to assemble and disassemble beds the whole time and move them from one room to the next. It's really good. Isabel, can you hold that for us, please? So we use the electric screwdriver to drill things into. Oh, don't ask why a youth pastor's got a nail this big. What do we use a nail for? Who knows? What do we use a nail for? Yes, Jaden. For building things, that's right. But what do we use the nail for? Why do we use the nail to build things? What does the nail do? Yes, Asim. Yeah? So you use the screwdriver and a screw and it holds things together. That's kind of what a nail does as well. Is there any construction guy who's got a better terminology for what we use nails for? Nailing. Nailing. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Pete, you nailed it. <laughs> Well done. Who's going to come and hold the nail for me? Somebody I can trust. Come here, buddy. Justin Seven. Turn seven on Tuesday. Oh, oh yeah. What's this, Jaden? A hammer. Do you want to come and hold it for me, please? Okay. While Jaden's coming down, what do we use a hammer for besides hammering? Pete, what do we use it for, Sadie? Um, hammering nails in. There we go. Hammering nails in, knocking nails in. There we go. Can I trust him with the hammer? Yes. Ooh, there we go. Look at that. It's a claw hammer, so you can pull those nails in. Pull the nails out that I've knocked in skew. There we go. Hold that carefully, Jaden. Oh, what do we got here? Oh, what's this? Yes, Miori? Hang on, let me see if I can run all the way to Miori at the back here. Measuring tape. And what do we use it for? Measuring things. Measuring things. There we go. Do you want to come and hold it for us? There we go. Fantastic. I'm going to put it in because I don't want you to hurt yourself with that. Okay, you want to hold it so people can see. Oh, what else have we got here? Uh, let's use this. Oh. You guys are welcome to come and play at my house afterwards if you like. Okay, this is a bulldozer. I think, do we call this a bulldozer in England? We bulldozer? There we go. Neil, can you hold this one up for us, please? There's a bulldozer. What do you use a bulldozer for, Neil? Bulldozing. <laughs> hey. Here. In South Africa, I think we call these caterpillars. Um, a digger. Can we use a digger? Does that work? There we go. I think this used to be Dean's. Dean, did you give this to Justin? <laughs> yes, sir. That's right. It's an earth relocator. There we go, Dean, if you can hold it up. Okay, so each of, these, each of these tools have got a specific purpose. You wouldn't try and knock a nail in with a tape measure. And you might take a long time to measure something with the hammer. I wouldn't like to uh, plaster my wall with one of these. That might be very tricky. 
So you need to have the right tool for the right job. And every single tool has got a job that it can do in the garage or as we're busy building things up. Why don't you put them down? You can put them back on the table. Thank you so much for helping, guys. You did a really good job. Yeah, Bob can stay there. Justin's worried that I didn't take Bob out. There's Bob. I don't like the new Bob the Builder. Have you seen the new Bob? He's like trim and fit and all that kind of nonsense. I like the other Bob. He made me feel better about myself. Every tool, every tool is important for getting the job done. The big tools, the small tools, we need those tools to get the job done in the garage. The same is true in the church. If we want to build each other up, we all need to know that we've all got something that we can contribute. From the youngest, from the smallest, right to the oldest person in the church. God can use us all to encourage one another and to build each other up. Neil will give us some examples on how we can do that in a moment. But we're all very important. We're all part of this church for a reason. That we can support, encourage, and build one another up. At some point, we're all going to need to be built up too. At some point, we're all going to have a hard time. And we're going to need somebody to help us. We're going to need somebody to come and build us up. To encourage us. To be there for us. Maybe it's illness. Or maybe you're losing faith. Or you're struggling with a certain sin. Maybe rejection or failure. Maybe you're facing an injustice or opposition. Maybe there's somebody at school who's bullying you or treating you badly. Persecution. Maybe you're feeling lonely. Maybe your friends are influencing you in a very bad way. Maybe it's grief or doubt or uncertainty. We need to come alongside those people. We need to encourage them. And we need to build them up. We're in a church that we don't have to do that alone. God has designed the church that we can look out for one another. That we can build one another up. And it's for all of us to do. All the way from little um, Holly at the bottom. All the way up to Marvina and everybody in between. God has put us together so that we can build each other up. All of us need it. And all of us must do it. All of us need encouragement. And all of us must encourage one another. I've asked some people to come and, to come and pray for us. If they can, they can come to the front, that'll be good. Oh, there we go. Okay, Lainey's going to pray. And then Erin will pray. And then Stuart will pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we lift you in prayer, people who've had to leave their homes because of war or persecution, and we ask for your protection on them. We ask for you to comfort people who are separated from their loved ones or who have lost loved ones because of war. And we ask for your protection for those making dangerous journeys by sea or by land and for the people living in the refugee camps. We particularly lift you, the very young and the very old, and others who are especially vulnerable in this situation. We ask for your mercy, Lord, on Syria. Dear Father, please bring peace in this broken country 
And we ask for your wisdom for Turkey and other countries facing vast numbers of refugees coming in. And across Europe and UK, we pray for us to have compassion for those seeking help and safety. We ask for your comfort and strength to Christians who are suffering for their faith in Jesus. And in your mercy, Lord, please hear our prayer. Amen. Father God, we pray for everyone who needs encouragement, for people we know who are lonely or separated from their families through distance or disagreement. We pray that they would know your presence with them. For those we know who are unwell or going through medical treatment and those caring for them, please give them encouragement that you know the plans you have for them. For those in difficult circumstances at home or at work, bless them and give them the strength and determination to carry on. In Jesus' name, amen. Pray, dear Father, for the Holiday Bible Club in March, Lord. I pray that you would bless that time together, Lord. I thank you, dear Father, for the building and the resources uh, to have the Holiday Bible Club. Lord, I thank you for the volunteers and the leaders that will take part in the Holiday Bible Club. I thank you for their talents, their, the musical talents, Lord, the technical talents, Lord, the craft, the teaching. I pray, dear Father, that you would help us to pray for the activities of that week, Lord, that you would help us to uh, remember the leaders in preparation for the, uh, the word of God that they're going to be teaching. Lord, for enthusiasm for the volunteers that are going to be helping in the sports and the craft and, Lord, in, in, in the singing. I pray, dear Father, that you would help us pray and remember energy for the whole week to keep us enthusiastic for that, those activities, Lord. I pray, dear Father, especially for your word and that hearts and lives to be changed in the children, Lord, that they will remember you and come to know you as Lord and Savior of their lives. I pray this in your name. Amen. Thank you, guys. I want you to call out, who is it that needs encouragement? All of us. And who is it that should encourage? All of us. Okay, so we've looked at, um, so far, what is encouragement? That getting alongside, how Jesus got alongside people, how the Holy Spirit still gets alongside us today. We've looked at who does the encouraging, that we all do it. Um, But how and why do we do it? That's the final thing we're going to look at. Um, this morning. And to help us, um, if you can bring up the verse, um, thanks uh, Norman, that verse that we looked at right at the beginning, encourage one another and build each other up, that was taken from a letter that Paul wrote, a letter of encouragement to a church in Thessalonica, which was suffering a lot of trouble, a lot of persecution. And um, this is um, what uh, what Paul wrote. We sent Timothy, so we sent Timothy, an encourager, um, who is our brother and co-worker in God's service in spreading the gospel of Christ, to strengthen and encourage you in your faith so that no one would be unsettled by these trials. So they sent someone to encourage them in their faith, because it's the faith at the end of the day that gives us strength, the faith in the Lord Jesus Christ as our saviour. And as our Lord. And He's the one who gives us strength. 
as it says here, may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who loved us and by his grace gave us eternal encouragement and good hope, encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good deed and word. So it's God who gives us the strength to carry on. He gives us the encouragement. So what is our role in all of that then? How do we encourage? If we're all meant to do it, how do we do it? Well, we do it by pointing to the strength that comes from God, and particularly the strength that's found in his word. Any of you teenagers um, received one of these at school? Any of you got one of these? Been given one out? Yeah, yeah. What are they? What sort of Bible is this? Anybody know? It's a Gideon's Bible, that's right. <clears throat> named, an organization named after Gideon from the Bible. If you remember Gideon, he was somebody who with 300 men defeated an army of 135,000. Those are pretty bad odds, aren't they, to go into a battle. And the Gideons are saying, if we give the Bible out, we will reach millions of people. And I think over a billion, a thousand million of these Bibles have gone out to different people in schools, hospitals, hotels, prisons. And at the beginning of this Bible, there are some words of encouragement because um, what they realize is that often people who need help open the Bible and don't know where to go. So it gives you different situations where people can find help, verses they can turn to for help. Now, we're going to do something similar to this. What I'd like you to do is to get in groups of four or five around where you are. If the adults can help the children, do this together. Hopefully, in each group, you've got a Bible with you. I'm sure you've all brought one. Um, If not, maybe the stewards can hand a a couple out. But um, we've got different situations here on the screen. Situation of where somebody needs encouragement. So maybe somebody's afraid of people. They're being bullied. Maybe they're afraid of the future. Maybe they're angry with people. Maybe they're coping with a death, coping with guilt, coping with stress. And there's some verses of encouragement on the other side. Now, in your groups, if you can get somebody to read the verses, then try and work out in which situation could that verse be an encouragement to somebody. So if you read the first one, Psalm 55, 22, which of those situations on the left-hand side could that be an encouragement for? So if you can get in groups of four, five, five or six, um, around where you are, um, adults help the children, um, let's do this together. And I'll give you a few minutes, uh, five or so minutes to do that, and then we'll come back together. Okay, sorry if you haven't yet finished, but um, let's, um, let's try and uh, see how these might be helpful. I think as somebody said, um, you know, some of these verses can apply to different situations, so um, it's not always just one particular one. But um, <clears throat> let's say that first um, situation, afraid of people. If you're maybe being bullied, which one of those verses down the right-hand side might help in that situation. Anybody want to? Um... The Corinthians one. Um... Or... Psalm 55. Any others? <laughs> Let's see what I came up with, shall we? <laughs> I'll come Psalm, Psalm 57. Anybody got Psalm 57 handy would like to read that out for us? Somebody can turn to it quickly. 
I will praise you, Lord, among the nations. I will sing of you among the peoples. For great is your love reaching to the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches to the skies. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. I think I've got that one wrong. But, um, no, never mind. <laughs> It's a verse of encouragement. Next one, afraid of the future. <laughs> Psalm 55. Somebody want to read that one out for us? One of you girls, have you got Psalm 55 handy? Psalm 55, verse 22, Grace. Cast your cares on the Lord, and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteousness be shaken but you God will bring down the wicked yes that's great thank you for that encouragement Grace next one Um, angry with people Ephesians 4 somebody got Ephesians 4 they'd like to read out for us Lisa you got it there Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. Brilliant, thank you. Coping with a death. Anybody wants to suggest You've got one of three left to choose from? Romans 8, yeah. Anybody got that one handy for us? Somebody can find the other ones well before we get there. 38. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, neither the present, nor the future, nor any powers, neither height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Thank you, Irene. Coping with guilt? One of two? Yeah, one John one. Somebody got that one? Thanks, Thelma. Thank you. And finally, coping with stress and pressures of life. There's only one left, 2 Corinthians 1. (laughs) Somebody want to read that one out for us? Volunteers, somebody's got 2 Corinthians over this side. Thank you, Judy. Okay. Um, We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about the troubles we experienced in the province of Asia. We were under great pressure, far beyond our ability to endure, so that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt we had received the sentence of death. But this happened, that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. He has delivered us from such a deadly peril, and he will deliver us again. On him we have set our hope. 
that he will continue to deliver us um, as you help us by your prayers. That last one was probably quite appropriate. He will continue to deliver us as you help us by your prayers. There's God at work, he's the one who encourages us and we also can encourage. We have a role to play in that as we pray for one another and as we point one another to the strength, the power of God's word. Would you please stay behind for some refreshments? Um, if you'd like prayer with somebody, the prayer ministry team will be um, in the pastor's office in that direction, so feel free to, to head over there. Um, let's close now with a, a prayer of great encouragement. May our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who loved us and by his grace gave us eternal encouragement and good hope, encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good deed and word. Amen.